Witches. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And today we're discussing Harry Sen, Volume 20. Mm-hmm. Um, before we do, so that I don't forget, because last week I was like, oh, we got to do the Demir count. I'll get to that. And then I never did the Demir count. So I'm just going to oh. do both of them for 19 and 20 right now <laughs> so that I don't forget. Um because last week we had so many. We had – there were 67 of them last week, which isn't that shocking when you consider the context of the episode. Yeah. Um, so that brought us up to 628. And then this week there were 39 of them, and that brought us up to 667. So okay. I think we're going to get pretty close to your your guesstimate number because I think you guessed somewhere in like the 800s. So I think you might be – I think I did, yeah. yeah. You, might, you might be on track. Um. So, anyways, um, and then also before we get started, first of all, I finally finished the Assassin's Blade, which you already know because I obviously texted you. But yes, um, and <laughs> I was so mad at Poor Ashley Kristen. and Mallory. <laughs> yeah, skip the next like thirty seconds if you have not read this series and you and don't, if want, you don't spoilers. want spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because Sam died, and I was so upset. <laughs> And I was Sam like, Cortland. I, what, did, what did Mallory say? There's there's one way. Uh, there are two words that you can use to make an entire fandom yeah. burst into tears, and those words are Sam Cortland. Because <laughs> I was like, I was able to predict some of the stuff. Which when I was texting both you and Mallory, and I was like, okay, like I don't trust what's his name, Arabin. You know? Yes. Um, and I was clearly right about that. And I was like, yeah, this part's this stuff's too easy. There's got to be – he's got to have his fingers in this, got to have his hands in this. And I figured some – it's the prequel. I knew there was no way it was going to get tied up with, like, a nice little HEA for them. Because uh-huh. then, like, what would the next, like, eight books or seven books be about? <laughs> so, I, listen, I completely – People who have read are <laughs> cackling with me right now. So, <laughs> so like, I – <laughs> Sorry, if you skipped ahead 30 seconds, keep skipping. Um, <laughs> so, like, I <laughs> I expected be- something bad to happen. I expected them to be even torn apart, okay? Okay. Like, okay. I, I even was like, when, when they told her, super spoiler, when they told her, he's dead, like, sorry, he's gone, and she's like, I want to see the body, and he's like, I can't let you do that. I'm like, yeah, of course you can't, because there is no body. You're just going to, like, convince her that she's dead, and then he's going to show up in a few books, and everything's going to be fine. And Kristen, just- can I tell you that I read Throne of Glass first. I heard about a dead boy named Sam multiple times through that book, and yet, when I read The Assassin's Blade, when she's like – He's not dead. I need to see the body. I was like, he's not dead. She needs to see the body. <laughs> I was in full I, on denial. Like the the apartment scene where she's oh my waiting. Gosh. I was uh-huh. like, no, no, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Not it's at all. Not possible. Mm-mm. And yet I already knew the outcome of this situation, mm-hmm. but I was still in denial. Yeah. I like I was like no no and then I'm like all right you know magic is supposedly dead but it, there's probably still some lying around maybe they're just like tricking her and this isn't actually his body like <laughs> like trying to explain it away cuz I'm like why would she give us this little taste of this sweet baby angel assassin and then rip him from our grips 
So I, I was I was very I was telling I think it was like three in the morning and I was like texting Ashley and Mallory who were both asleep and very I was like angrily and I was like I hate both of you. <laughs> oh, by the way, any fans out there, if you mm-hmm. want to see the saddest TikTok that you have ever seen that makes me cry every time I watch it, and it's a um Sam Sam Lena uh, TikTok, just let me know and. I'll send it to you. There's multiple people I've already sent this to. I you, you I'll watched put it, it. I'll put it in the episode notes. How about that? Okay. And whoever wants to. Um perfect. You, you might just need to send me the link again, but Yeah, beware if you if you are not finished with the series and you go use the direct link, there might be spoilers. So like don't read the caption or the hashtags or anything. Um we're like very anti spoiler. I know yes. not everybody is. Sure. But Mallory and I are desperately mm-hmm. trying to protect Kristen from seeing anything. Yeah, <laughs> I have she I have like shouldn't. hashtags and like character names and things like muted Which on Twitter. Is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um so oh, and I told you this already too, but you guys I really it took me until I was four chapters into Throne of Glass. So a whole prequel and then four oh, chapters yeah. into the first book to realize I was pronouncing her name with a j sound like it was Turkish. Like <laughs> her name is spelled S E L A C E C E D C E L A E N A. And in my head, the entire time I was reading, without even questioning it, I was like, "Oh, her name is Jelena." Yeah, but it's <laughs> Selena. <laughs> but not. Like, <laughs> but I kept calling her that, and then for whatever reason, it finally occurred to me in the middle of chapter four, and I was like. Holy crap, I've been saying it wrong in my head this entire time, and now I need to try to, like, undo it. Um, so I'll probably still wind up calling her that sometimes because now it's, like, tattooed in my brain. Anyways, okay. I was just, like, the we'll DZ watcher in me. Yeah. Um, Where are you at now, by the way? I'm only in, like, uh, chap- maybe, like, chapter six or seven. I only got, like, a couple more chapters okay, um, okay. ahead. So we're both ahead of you, which is good. Yeah. Um, so... Anyways, yeah, I just had to update because I was like, there wasn't really a Throne of Glass update. But it was – I had to get past, like, that 50% mark in the Assassin's Blade. And then – Those last two yeah. novellas, they move. Yes. You are, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So once – it's, like, right when you're in the middle of the Assassin in the Desert, I'm, like – there was just something that I was, like, okay, like, I'm hooked. And then I just kind mm-hmm. of flew through the rest of it much more quickly. And then I was like, okay, now I can start Throne of Glass. So Can you quickly comment and tell mm-hmm. everybody about your um, love triangle theory that you sent us? <laughs> oh, well, but now it doesn't matter because one of them is dead. But I I, <laughs> I texted <laughs> – I, I texted um, Ashley and Mal- – our friend Mallory and um, – I was like, oh, great, because when I was in the middle of – because, okay, mind you, I have read Akatar, so now I'm, like, very aware of, like, the weird kind of love triangle hero switch, okay, in well, that and series. It, and it literally every young adult book practically has yeah, the, a love the triangle. Shatter, yeah, like the mm-hmm. Shatter Me series. Okay, so I was like, all right, I'm already prepared for this. But it was – so when we meet um, – how do you say his name? It begins with an I. Um uh, Ilias. Ilias, yeah. So when he's first introduced, and it's very clear he's, like, got eyes for for Selena. And, like, they even, like, they kind of have a moment um, at one point in that little novella. I texted them, and I was like, oh, great. There's going to be a love triangle with <laughs> Sam and Il- Ilias? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, well, actually, no, what I first said was 
there's going to be, oh, great, I already foresee a love triangle. And then Ashley said, well, what do you mean with who? And I'm like, what do you mean with who? There's more than (laughs) one possibility. (laughs) We weren't sure if you were talking about Aerobin. That's all. Oh, yeah, no. There are Mm -hmm. certain... she says certain things about Arabin. Yes. yes, she does. That that could potentially lead you to believe that there could potentially yes. be something in the future. So that's all. Yes. I was no, like, that okay, is who true. is she reading this into? I so That is true. I just refused to believe anything about him because I was like, I already don't trust you from the start. And right, right. then I hated him. So I was like, right. no, I'm not even entertaining that thought. But anyways, yes. So that, <laughs> that was my – and then that was ripped from me like two and a half like books – two and a half little mini books later – when they killed him um it's just it's so exciting only again i'm so sorry to the people who have never read the series <laughs> don't worry I'll, you know i'll put timestamps in the notes so that if you're okay. like i don't want to listen to this <laughs> then they can just skip right ahead i'll make it's, a notation there's just so much in the series mm-hmm. that it's it's knowing where you start and knowing where it ends i'm like there's there's just so much so it's really fun now i know how mallory felt watching me read it for the first time (laughs) Mm -hmm. because now seeing you read it for the first time and you're as enthusiastic about books and series Mm -hmm. as as we are like when my sisters read them they liked them but they weren't i was like constantly messaging mallory and my sisters would be like oh i finished that book and i'm like what you what you didn't say anything <laughs> do you do you not care about what's going on in the story why weren't you texting me all the time do you have theories i need you to <laughs> so i'm i it's nice to have people who are as enthusiastic and i just know that mm-hmm. as we get deeper and deeper and deeper you're there's just there's so much it's mm-hmm. crazy so anyway so yes, I will conclude the Throne of Glass talk right here for now. <laughs> so um, let me just take a note really quick of what the timestamp is so I can put it in notes for people. Um, anyways, so yes, just had to talk about our current book stuff. Um, also, I have a bone to pick with a huge portion of this fandom, uh, the eye oh. for fandom. Um, we are – about to talk about episode 20, okay? So that means Ashley and I have been discussing this series and Furcon for 20 weeks mm-hmm. and not once. It took me – I'm watching Furcon's other series, the current one, Karatata, in yesterday's episode um, or this week's episode, I should say. There is a bakery scene. He is helping the heroine bake bread, and he is in a hairnet, and he looks adorable, more, way more adorable in a hairnet than any person should have a right to look with a hairnet on. Mm-hmm. And I had this screen grab of it where I was trying to show how cute he looked in a hairnet, but I happened to get a much better screen grab on accident of his very bulging bicep in his short sleeve shirt mm-hmm. and a, a very prominent vein on said bulging bicep. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I immediately texted it to Ashley and I was like, you don't watch the series, but it doesn't even matter. It's not even the point. Then I tweeted about it and I was like, listen, this bicep deserves its own zip code. And then a whole slew of you came out of the woodwork and you were like, oh, that vein is like a thing in the fandom. It's like a point of discussion. It's even been named, all this stuff. And I'm like, "Um, excuse me, you know my 
affinity for veins. And nobody thought to bring this up to me in the 20 weeks we've been discussing this show until I stumbled upon it for myself. It's a travesty. It's a travesty. There's a whole thread, a whole anatomical thread someone made on it. Is there um, a thread of hands too? Her yardy say fans. Her yardy <gasps> say fandom. Mm? Oh, I wonder if there is. Is there a thread of him with uh, sleeves rolled up or something as well? Yeah, what else you, are you keeping from you us? You better send it all our way. <laughs> <laughs> so I just was like, oh, they're getting called out for this because had I not seen it. <laughs> Nobody would have even told me about this. I even texted Yesenia. We never would have known. And I was like, did you know about this? And she's like, yes. And <laughs> I was like. Did you know about this? The betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you yes. too, and too brute. Uh-huh. I was like, and you never thought to tell me, mention it to me, like none of this. <laughs> oh, so, that's amazing. So I feel I feel like we were very let down in this aspect from yeah. another and from an otherwise wonderful, welcoming, amazing <laughs> fandom. <laughs> oh man! So amazing. I had I had a little bit of a fit on Twitter last night, but um, <laughs> then I got my fill because, like I said, someone like back in 2020 did all the legwork of okay. making a whole a- anatomy lesson based on this vein, which it's the cephalic vein. So they uh-huh. have dubbed it the Safandich vein because Uh of his last name and I just think that's brilliant so (laughs) bravo to you all (laughs) (laughs) anyways um do you have anything else before we start talking about the episode no nope I'm good okay well then let's start okay first I want to say and I I do think this is I will insert the caveat 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 here that um I think because from the very beginning of time, <laughs> we have been told 19 is angsty, 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 angsty. So we we knew what to expect going into it. Our expectations were calibrated. So mm-hmm. while it still hit, I think we were prepared for that hit a little better. So the impact didn't feel as um, blunt force, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So this one I had no idea about. So there were aspects of this episode that I actually felt were more angsty to me. Than yeah. nineteen, even though there was a lot more comedic relief with with Seldom, not just with side characters, right. um, in this episode, and there was a lot of cuteness. Mm-hmm. The angsty moments really packed a punch for me because I knew nothing about this episode going into it, um, about the tone or theme or anything like that. It's funny because I had seen one, maybe two people commenting about twenty specifically about how good 19 was and how it's angsty but a couple people were like 20 is my least favorite uh, episode of the series i hate episode 20 or like episode 20 killed me stuff like comments like that so i guess i was a little more prepared for things to not be you know neatly tied up in a bow (laughs) exactly um for there to be for the the angst to be drawn out a little bit longer yeah. So I, may, maybe that helped me okay. uh, in getting into the episode. I kind of assumed it was usually, especially in DZs, you're going to have the kind of two episodes paired where mm-hmm. you get the main hit of <laughs> the angst. And then the second episode following is like the, the aftermath, fallout, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
So I guess I was uh, anticipating that a bit. So it didn't hit as hard for me. Okay. Um, but it was – this was a really interesting episode. Mm-hmm. I kept going back and forth. I'm like – I had a hard time really nailing down the tone yes. of this episode in particular. Yeah. I agree. So. But yeah, there's a lot of – I don't want to – I don't want to call it whiplash because I don't feel like it was as bad as whiplash. Uh, but a little bit. But there was some, yeah, like what's a what's a step just below whiplash? Whatever that is. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So in that, like what was, what was maybe then like a scene that stuck out to you, good or bad? Like was there one that stuck out that you're like, okay, the, you know, this – this was frustrating or this was hard to pin or nail down or if you actually have a favorite scene i'm curious i think oh boy my favorite scene was them on the coast mm-hmm. just because of i not a lot was really figured out or said mm-hmm. but kind of them coming to the mutual respect situation as far as going to uh the asking um for Layla mm-hmm. and then they he leans in and gives her a little kiss and then she hugs him yeah. that that felt um significant to me mostly because of them consistently needing that connection mm-hmm. um and at that point at that point I felt like they just both needed that yeah. So I really, I really liked that mainly for that kind of reconnection aspect of just them having the physical connection together. Yeah. Um, because sometimes a hug will reconnect people in a way that is not really easy to describe in words. Yeah. That you can have a lot of conversations, but sometimes a hug or a kiss or something like that is just is just different and sometimes you need that physical connection so i felt like they both really needed that in that moment so if i had to pick a favorite i might pick that what about you i i i agree um because like you said there wasn't a whole lot a whole lot figured out but he also made it clear like because you know he asks are you okay She's yeah, I'm good. She's like, what about you? And he's like, oh, I'm just waiting for you. Like, so he's making it clear, like, because we start out the episode and he's begging her to stay. I mean, he chases Mm -hmm. her out the door, you know, and he almost, he thinks he almost had her talked into staying. Um, And when he realized that wasn't going to happen, then he kind of gave it and was like, okay, it's late. Please just let me drive you to Ida's then. Like, please don't take a taxi this late at night. Like, I will drop you off. I will leave you there. But, you know, um. And so that was a shift from from that beginning of the episode to here where he's like, look, you need to establish distance. You need to clear your head right. so that I'm not confusing you. Like, you need to say or do whatever you need to do. Okay, I can take it. I'll bear it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and so I liked that he said that. Um, and then what does she say after that? I don't – I mean, I I think I have, like, notes, but um, – I have it somewhere, actually, um, <laughs> if I can find it. I know. So I'm like – so he can – yeah, he can bear it. I know they kind of talk about, you know, okay, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't want um, 
she doesn't want to take away from Layla and Muharrembe's big night because there's they're going to you know there's the whole because estimate you know uh tradition yeah, they, ceremony they whatever you want to call it decide they're not going to tell anybody and they're going to yeah. think everything's fine right so they agree not to have that distance tonight all that stuff so they're going to take a break from that for dinner not to draw attention to themselves um and then he does lean in and kiss her they get up to leave and then she pulls him in for that hug which yeah i think you already explained what that really was and why they needed those things mm-hmm. um I, I mean, I didn't write down anything that she said to him specifically, but are you looking? I was like, I see you yeah. scrolling. So I'm like, well, maybe, you, maybe you have some dialogue there that I didn't. Because because um, he says you're trying to establish distance. I understand. You don't want to get close to me. Fine. You want to watch from a distance. That's that's fine. You know, I can bear mm-hmm. that. Um, But he's like, but what's in your head? And so she is kind of like, what do you okay. think is inside my head? Okay. And he just tells her, I saw it today. Mm-hmm. And this was after the whole incident with the door being closed and then opened, left yes. open. And then she goes and closes it because him and Elul are in the office mm-hmm. and having a discussion. And she's like, Demir, I closed that door so that you guys wouldn't be disturbed by the noise. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Celine, please. I know that the situation is tough, it's stupid, but I don't want you to torture yourself in vain. What I'm thinking about is what can I do not to make you mm-hmm. not feel bad? And I can't find anything to fix it. Yeah. And she essentially tells him, act normal, behave mm-hmm. as usual. Um, but he's like, I'm not going to be able to act normal if you won't look at me, Celine. He's like, I'm doing everything that I can to help the situation. And then she just says, I know. So that's kind of the the gist of that portion. Okay. And then they move into talking about the um, evening. that evening. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they don't want to ruin any, anything for Layla and Muharambe. Um, So they're going to like take a break from mm-hmm. their situation and act like everything's normal. Okay. So yes. And I do – I okay. Because I remember now, yeah, when she's like, okay, just act normal – um, I do love that he made a good point. Like, well, I can't act normal because you won't even look at me. And that's right. not normal. Also, my other – I don't – listen, I really understand Celine. Like, I really understand even the kind of whiplash because it's like mm-hmm. there's this constant struggle of like, okay, she's upset. She She's sure that he loves her. She even tells the girls that where she's like, no, I know he loves me. Like, yes. uh, I'm not questioning that. Right. Um you know, so I get it, having that struggle where it's like, yeah, but I just need to – I need to clear my head and be able to just, like, see this whole situation. Well, um, and she tells the girls specifically, I need to be sure that there's nothing left between them. Right. Well, and she made a really good point to Ida because she's like – because mm-hmm. the girls, of course, are like, what do you mean? Like, he loves you. We see how he is with you. And that's just like, yeah, I know that. I don't doubt his love for me. But their relationship didn't end. It just didn't get to continue because she she up and left without a word. Right. Um and so her, you know, and she even points out to Ida, like, okay, you were upset and hurt when Yeet left you years ago. When mm-hmm. you guys met up at the cafe, did you feel any of those things? And she's like, no, of course not. It was, like, good to see him, whatever. And she's like, exactly. Like, Demir clearly had, like, a, a visceral reaction to her being here. I see it. I can see it mm-hmm. in him. He's angry. He's this. So basically she's saying, like, she needs to be able to see closure on that end um, before they can continue to move forward mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a pause right. button is being pressed is what she's trying to do because she's right. not ending it so it's not the stop button it's not the eject button it's just 
pause. And in order for her to be able to do that, she needs to – she's staying with them for a bit so she's not in the same house as him. She's not – you know, because her love for for him Mm -hmm. and just wanting everything to be okay, it's easy to just want to let all that go and just be like, okay, you know what? Things are fine. Let's snuggle. Let's be happy. Let's this. But – right. There's still the core issue that needs to be um, finished and dealt with. So now my thing, though, is like Celine had this whole talk with the girls about please act normal at work. I don't want Osme (laughs) and everyone else to catch wind and then start treating, you know, Elul badly. She had a whole conversation with Elul last episode that was, you know, really good at the coffee place, Mm -hmm. you know, and she's like, so just act normal. But then, like, Selena herself doesn't really act normal at work. She, like, avoids Elul. She kind of, like, makes sure that, like, when Elul's coming back, she goes and gets off to her desk or looks away from her or, like, answers quickly. And I'm like, but, Selene, you just told everyone to act normal. Like, maybe it's not as easy as you thought. Right. You know, or you want it to be to to do that. Because she's clearly struggling with even doing that herself. Um. You know what I mean? Like, even yeah. when Elul comes to talk to them about a project and she kind of, like, looks away from her real quick and kind of more talks to Barack, like, and is like, well, Barack and I need to da 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 da, da you know? And, exactly. And you're kind of exactly. like, wait a minute, girlfriend. Like, you, you're you not even acting normal. Right. And it's obviously noticeable. Barack notices it. Mm-hmm. The girls are letting it affect them. And even though she scolds them, like you mentioned, um, you know, it's – they're going to want to – they're going to feel a little bit protective of her. And they're going to be reading off of her body language and the way she's acting too. Yes. So it's it's this situation where, again, you can totally understand Celine. Right. And how difficult that would be to show up back at work. Hence her wanting to just hide out the next day. I would – that's right. exactly what I would do. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm yep. sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not going in there. You're not going to see me for a while until I can deal with this crap myself and figure out my own headspace. Um, And one thing I do want to mention, too, is I was very proud of Demir because, again, it really seemed like he was being very respectful with this whole situation. The only time that he kind of pressed his advantage with getting back to have spend time with Celine mm-hmm. was when they ended up heading home early to prepare for that evening for the whole ceremony. Right. And then he's like, okay, well, we have some time now, so let's just get some coffee. And, of course, they're driving together, that kind of right. thing. But for the most part, you know, she told him she wanted space. And other than him doing that and then making some comments of like, Oh, see, you're you're away from me for two days. You're away from the house for two days, and you're suddenly anemic and mm-hmm. all, that kind of thing. You know, it it was all kind of joking and fun and games. But I, it did seem like he did really try to yeah. give her her space to let her have the time that she needed to to a degree, <laughs> right? And I also, yeah, and I can understand his dilemma of like okay i understand what she wants and needs but at the same time like i don't want this to go on for too long and then we don't actually move forward from this so exactly it still needs to solve something right they need they need an end result to this yeah yep so um yeah in that instance i can kind of understand the whiplashiness of the episode Right. Um, but yeah, I did kind of make it hard to like pinpoint it. So, right. um, okay. So should we talk about, 
um, side the side characters, and then we'll really dig into the cell demo of it, of it all the rest of the way. So there's not really a whole lot of Ida and Ebo. They're more um, they're more functional this episode as like mm-hmm. you know she's there for Celine. I I did absolutely love though when Celine does show back up because of course they weren't expecting her. They're like oh you're back and she's like yeah i said i was coming back and they're like we sort of figured once you like saw demir like you wouldn't be able to leave right um so they're surprised she's back so when i and so ida is like oh crap demir must not be doing well which you know celine tells them that she's like yeah no he's not like i know Mm -hmm. he feels abandoned even though i'm not abandoning him but i can't i can't fix that right now because i need you know i need this distance blah 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 um and, you know, and she's like, I saw, like, it hurts because, yeah, I saw something in him shatter. I saw it in his eyes. Um, mm-hmm. And so Ida runs off to the kitchen and calls Ebo and is like, know. look, here's the lowdown. Can you call Vidot and can you guys go check on Demir? Like, she's worried about him. And I, I know. I just love that so much. Um, Me too. And then they had their little moment, (laughs) she and Demir, when they had to suddenly go to a meeting together that she wasn't originally supposed to go to. Right. And they had their whole little lunch conversation. She clearly loves her friend. And she can see that this is a good relationship, that they both love each other very Mm -hmm. much. So I – I I liked that a lot too. Yeah, especially well, and you know, and you can tell they're both dancing around the subject because she doesn't want to really be the first one to bring it up, but she knows he's got to be curious and worried about her. And when he's <laughs> and like, then he asks about Mervyn. Yeah, he's like, um, okay, I've been meaning to ask about her because she lives with you and you know yeah. her best, and da da da. And then she's like, oh, okay, yes. And then he's like, so how is Mervyn? And she's like, Mervyn. And she's like. <laughs> He's like, well, yeah, she lives with you, right? And she's like, yeah, all the girls have been coming to stay at my place lately. Like, <laughs> it's a full house lately, Demir Bay. <laughs> yeah, but he does. It does eventually. Right before they leave, he does eventually finally go. Okay, and how Celine? And then mm-hmm. she does. You know, she's like, you know, she'll be home soon. Like, she knows. You know, she knows this situation. And um, and he's like, yeah, I, well, of course she'll she'll be home soon. Like, it's her home. And he's like, well, she knows that too. Like, don't you know? Don't worry too much. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That was very cute. But yeah, and then Ebo, the only thing he really does is come to the rescue when the when the chocolate is stuck in traffic because he's got his motorcycle he can weave in and between the cars to go pick up the delayed chocolate for the for the dinner that night. I do have to say, there was something about that scene that he looked really good uh-huh. in that scene. <laughs> It's like, man, Evo, like mm-hmm. he he was looking very good right there. Mm-hmm. So, Just like yeah. in that dog scene last week when he's like, yeah. When, yeah, when he's walking along the coast. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. So other than that, so Merve, I, it's really just she has another couple scenes with Vidat because mm-hmm. she, as they're frantically all going in separate directions to prepare, get chocolates, um, flowers. She ends up being in charge of the flowers. She grabs Vidat to urgently help her. And it's it's a sad and cute and sweet yes. moment because she's trying really hard with this bouquet. <laughs> And she's adding everything that you could possibly imagine. And it's huge. And it's way too colorful. It's and not Vidat, very cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. And Vedat's kind of like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know that this is traditional since it's in the big face. And they might say this is a little ostentatious. 
And then Merve is like, oh, well, I wouldn't know because nobody ever asked for me. And he's like, ah, oh, my stupid mouth. <laughs> he he does sidestep it a little better this time, though. He um, does. She doesn't leave in tears or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's not his fault, you know? Like, it really isn't. It really isn't. Um, Poor so, guy. yeah. So, he, he makes a much more traditional still beautiful and a nice size bouquet but you know he just kind of points out this is more classic for you know for going and asking for her for her hand and then when he finds out and she's like oh yeah you know this will make it to the coast which i'm assuming that's the same thing as saying like beverly hills around here like (laughs) right because he's like oh these flowers are going to the coast and (laughs) she's like yeah and he's like are you sure your master is like they're gonna say yes because you know he's just like a blue collar kind of guy right um and she's like yeah of course we're sure like you know he's like okay okay and she's like besides demir will say yes like demir and he's like wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> how did demir get so then he realizes it's the crazy tazes the previous owners mm-hmm. of the house so he's like okay merve do me a favor <laughs> when the time comes, record this for me. I need to see this. And sweet Marve is like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I can do that for you. And Vedat is just thrilled. Mm-hmm. He is tickled pink to be able to <laughs> see this whole thing go down. Because he's going to be able to troll Demir about it. Oh, the best. The best. He was so excited. So, so I, excited. I loved that. Oh, my gosh. And then the Barack and Elul of it all, um, she – okay, so we do finally get – we we do figure out what Yildirim Bay is going to leverage against them. Yes. Because as they're having vegetarian pizza up on the roof because she very awkwardly had to disinclude herself from the lunch plans, <laughs> yeah. um, they're having pizza again and they essentially like get served. Yeah. Um, is what we would call it out here, like when someone's suing you. But they're served more they're served blackmail. And it mm-hmm. is the mafia photos, which I had kind of maybe thought that was a possibility, but then I sort of took it back because I was like, oh, but you, you those were happening before Yoldrum Bay was even like a client. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because I but I thought this was all going down before they even got Yoldrum Bay as a client. So I don't really know how he got his hands on the photos we still don't know who the actual photographer is of these photos yeah um so uh, i'm guessing that's all gonna hopefully come out um so they know like okay he's not just gonna roll over now he so elul realizes though like okay so you didn't just accidentally bring on a mafia person as a client you like were literally working with her and she like loses her ish and rightfully so she went through with her blackmailing situation not knowing there was nothing Mm -hmm. that they could possibly have against them in return meanwhile brock has this big fat secret that he doesn't bother to tell her as she goes and does this and now she's the one which she brings up later who's putting every single one of them in danger yep and finally i did appreciate that brock is finally like None of this is your fault. This mm-hmm. is all my fault. It, and it's because of stuff that I've already done mm-hmm. in the past. It's my own doing over and over. You don't have to worry about it. But it's still a really terrible situation for them to be in. It is. And she's, she does have to worry about it now. Because yeah. She now went, she's involved. You know, and listen, it was a terrible idea to blackmail someone. Her her whole motive for that, like, was faulty to begin with. So we already knew that was a foundation being built on, you know, 
right. be- beach sand, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, but had she had all the information, like, hey, at one point we kind of – we were involved with the mafia and – yeah, she went to jail, so that all kind of fizzled out, but, you know, that could come back to bite us. Perhaps well, at she- some point, there was somebody sending us pictures of our meetings with her, just right. FYI. And we don't – we still don't know who it was. Like, it yeah. may have colored her, you know, uh, decision on mm-hmm. whether or not she's going to do that. So regardless of, yeah, he's taking the fall and he's saying, like, it is all my fault. It will come back on me. She's like – Either way, though, this is now still something I have to deal with. I can't just leave and go back to London knowing that all of this could just crumble at any moment. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not just her that it's affecting. It's not just Brock that it's affecting. Mm -hmm. Now it's everybody who went to that meeting. They're all in those pictures. It could injure them. And now the company is in deep distress because of the whole situation. And Yoldurumbe is passing – basically blackballing the company to Mm -hmm. the whole industry. And they lose the big, huge client of Turkian? Turkan Hanum. Okay. I think. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like – there were extra letters, letters that when they yeah. were saying like tur- tur- turkey on hanum anyway um she because she shows up and she is like cuts ties with them essentially mm-hmm. and says i'm not gonna do business with a company who is messing around with the daughter of the mm-hmm. ceo of their client and yada yada you guys need to clean up your reputation because my you know, my company stands for women's rights and I'm not going to work with a company whose reputation is this terrible. So if you want to essentially keep your company in business, you need to clean it up and take care of this mess. And then she just walks out. Yeah. Like, and I can understand her position and being like, yeah, I'm someone who basically prides myself on women's rights. So if I work with a company where there's even an accusation of the boss, like, messing with a client or the daughter of a client because you know they tell her like this is a smear campaign also and she's like okay i believe you but that doesn't like it doesn't change the fact that this this information or this rumor whatever is still going around it's ruining your reputation and i can't let it ruin mine right so um yeah so now their cash cow basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) is no longer they're in more you know they're in even deeper poop than they than they were five minutes ago um so it's just a mess she elul's overwhelmed because uh she's like now i can't even leave as soon as i wanted to this is even worse than it was before and as she's yelling all this at barack demir comes back from whatever and he kind of overhears just the last portions so he doesn't really know what it's about and so elul's elul's like can we talk in your office because she's just ready to spill it all but what happens Freaking Barack makes More up a lies. lie. Although Freaking this one, you know, liar. And this one, honestly, I'm like, well, this probably could have very well happened. It was at least, yeah. a, it's a well constructed lie, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, he basically says before Elul can say, I blackmailed him and then it snowballed into this, uh, Barack is like, I called Alara. And Demir's like, you what? And he's like, listen, we all know this girl had a weakness for you. She's never really been on good terms with her dad. I thought maybe there was a chance that we could ask her to side with us and explain, uh, no, my dad and I agreed that my company stuff would get done first and then they would do his. Yeah. You know, he's just mad because we have a strained relationship, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he's like, but of course she didn't agree. She's siding with her dad. Um, 
And, you know, so it, it just – Demir's mad because he's like, what were you even thinking? You mm-hmm. had to have known it was going to go that way, all this stuff. Right. Um, so they just mitigated it with another lie where it falls on Barack. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me, though, is like all he needed to say was, hey, I used that blackmail photo that you told me not to months ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, that's he, all he had to do. He could have just changed it and said he did it and then kept yeah. all the rest of it the same. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyways, um, yeah, so Elul basically is frazzled what to do. At one point, she's she's writing a letter to her dad to explain everything. Barack shows mm-hmm. up and interrupts that and is like, please tell me you're not telling your dad everything that's going down. Mm-hmm. Um he winds up staying the night at her house on the couch. You know, it's all on the up and up. And, um, but she basically starts getting to work the next morning and kind of figuring out how they can, um, minimize the damage. Yeah. And so that's kind of where it all ends off. Cause she tells, uh, Barack the plan and then they tell Demir the plan and essentially, the whole idea is that they're going to keep their shares, but they're going to talk to the board of directors to see if they will allow other shares of the company to be sold off. And right. that would kind of just keep the the lights on, so to speak, mm-hmm. while they're dealing with the whole situation. Because at one point, she and Demir, would, when, they're, when they first have their conversation in his office, they're really talking about – well, Budget we cuts. have this much money to keep the employees on for this long. Maybe we can work from home and, mm-hmm. and cut the budget that way. So they are really in a dire situation with this whole uh, thing. So selling some shares, I think, would essentially give them enough money to keep it running until they can actually deal with the reputation, mm-hmm. get some more clients, and get things rolling back to where they were because i mean they when she walked into the company things were at least a little bit better but when demir got control of the company it's not like things were that great anyway they were already on the brink of bankruptcy and so now things just keep getting worse and worse so they they're kind of in a in a desperate stage right now company wise well and i i almost wonder because you know that one um that one really difficult client. Deirdre Hanum? Yeah, who's like obsessed with Demir. Mm-hmm. She called and she has a, she has more stuff she wants done. So I'm wondering if that's going to come into play and like Demir is going to have to like sweet talk her and, you know, almost like go along with some stuff just to get like some, some business. Because um, yeah. I could see that maybe inducing a little bit of possessiveness on like Celine's part if they mm-hmm. go that route, you know. I mean, it induced possessiveness last time and they were not even together or admitting feelings or anything yet yeah so uh i'm almost wondering if that's going to come into play or if that was just kind of a throwaway thing just to be like oh we do have a little bit of money coming in because that client right. who's horrible and constantly changing things um is back so i guess that's a little maybe theory that i have but other than that i think that kind of covers all the side characters other than like the big muharam bay and uh, lay love at all but there's so much seldom stuff in that that we'll get to that i think when yeah and i mean you could you could summarize that as oh. they he proposed right they're engaged yes and they do the asking ceremony yes so, there we go <laughs> um so um yeah so we already kind of covered the first part he 
mm-hmm. begs her to stay, winds up taking her to Ida's, and um, the, Ida sends Ebo and Vidat after him. And, you know, they they can't find him. He's not at home when he gets there. Right. Uh, they Vidat calls him because he's like, oh, crap. He probably went to the greenhouse. Duh. Like, where does he always – you know, he always comes to me when – but he's not at the greenhouse. He's sitting on that bench, um, mm-hmm. the bench of contemplation, I should start calling it. And he kind of tells them, go home. I'm fine. I just need to be alone. Well, I love when he answers and he sees that it's Vidot calling. He's like, who told you? That's like the first yeah. thing he says. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, I'm fine. Like, I'll be home at some point. Like, I just just go home. Don't waste your time. Thank you. But, you know, basically, right. I'm not fit for company. So – when Ebo updates Ida on that, Celine starts to overhear part of that conversation. So after Ida, get, Ida gets off the phone, Celine is essentially like, okay, Spill. And she's like, well, you know, I was just worried. And so I sent them to mm-hmm. check on him, but he's actually not at home. They don't know where he is because he told he didn't tell them where he was. So he's then, of not course, at the greenhouse. Right. Yeah. So then, of course, Celine is worried. So she runs upstairs and texts him and she's like, Demir, please go home. Like, I right. don't want to. I'll be I'll be worried about you if I know that you're out all night. Um and so he texts back and he's like, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. And she's like, Listen, I don't know where you are. If you stay out all night, you're gonna be exhausted at work tomorrow. And then I'm gonna mm-hmm. feel I'm gonna feel really bad if you're if basically I see bags under your eyes at work tomorrow and know that you didn't get a good night's sleep. Um and he starts to write back, I do love this. Because he kind of starts to write back like, well, if you're so concerned about like how I'm feeling, then why did you leave? Right. But he, but he thinks better of it because he yeah. does know he does know why she left. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, man, if that is not such a relatable moment, how many times have I typed out like a very knee-jerk reaction mm-hmm. response and then been like, yeah, I don't need to send this. And then you delete it. And he basically says, I'll go home in a little bit. Right. Um, and that's that. So I <laughs> I love, though, that she packed the photo. Oh, I The know. framed photo. He is – when he gets back at home, he's looking at it on his phone. Again, this whole heartmate um, – I actually wrote it in Turkish because I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a thing. I, I Well, there's not really a word specifically for heartmate, but um, I said they're, they're Kalp Ikizleri. They're heart twins. Um because he's looking at the photo, she's looking at her photo, and she's like, yeah. "Good night, safe Gilim," and he's like, yeah. "Good, good night, safe Gilim." And of course, neither one knows the other one's doing that. And you know, we just love a good moment like that. Oh, and when he clutches his heart after she leaves and walks out the door, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, well, <sighs> he does two big heart clutches this episode, <laughs> so to me, that's a definite sign. I mean. You know there's angst happening if there's uh-huh. heart clutching. Heart clutching. So, yeah. It, but, you know, I did think it was interesting that he kind of – that first time, mm-hmm. he recovers pretty quickly because he's like, no, I can't let her go. Mm-hmm. And then he runs after her. Obviously, she still goes. He drives her. Right. We went over all that. But kind of just being able to – both times he does the the heart clutch, mm-hmm. he doesn't just fall apart. Yeah. He – he looks like he wants to, mm-hmm. and he looks like that's all he wants to do mm-hmm. is just absolutely dissolve and let everything uh, disappear around him. But he takes a deep breath, 
in the second time he tells himself mm-hmm. yatar yatar like enough um kind of get a hold of yourself and celine does the same thing to herself she kind of will tell herself get a hold of yourself celine yeah um when when they have these situations with each other and he regroups and then he's like okay i've i have to deal with this i have to take care of this situation i honestly really love that because mm-hmm. it's just another contrast because he did fall apart and dissolve after Elul and stayed that way for a very long time. Well, you see it too with his, with Vedat's reaction to the uh-huh. whole situation. When he and Ibo walk up to that house, he's like, listen, mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of state he's going to be in. Why don't you wait for a minute while I go in first and mm-hmm. then you'll follow. And then he think thinks about it again and he – decides you know what no Mm -hmm. come with me we need to just make sure that he's okay right now he was like so so worried about demir so he obviously fully went off the deep end and lost it when elul just up and disappeared on him well and so you know i think i mean i could be digging way too deeply into this but that's our brand so um because the way I, I saw it was, okay, one could say, oh, see, but he must have loved Elul way more because look at how much more it affected him. From an outside perspective, sure, you could say that. But what I see it as is he had so much of his identity wrapped up in Elul and mm-hmm. his, like, everything. And yes, Celine too, but they're still – I think he lost a bit of himself in Elul. And so that would explain partially why he just fell apart and, like, kind of, you know, was cat- catatonic emotionally for a year or so, mm-hmm. as Vidot had put it. But I I can see, like, you know, why didn't he get up and go after her? Like, yeah, he tried to figure out where she was and stuff. But come on. If he – I think if he really wanted to, he could have found her. And he did eventually because he – or at least in a way because – Obviously, that's what led to him buying the shares mm-hmm. and all of that to, like, you know, smoke her out kind of a thing. But with Celine, it's like he refuses to let himself get to that point because he's like, no, I need to fight for her and I need to, like, fight for this love. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I feel like that show it not only shows growth, but again, I think it just shows how much more fit the two are for each other. Um and and it and it just rings clear how many times has he said i've never loved anyone the way i loved you before and i feel like that's like actual evidential proof that that's the case because he's not just taking this lying down literally you know he doesn't just curl up into a ball and um and give up like he wants to he wants to work towards um you know a reconciliation he wants to work towards whatever it's going to take for them to move forward. Does that make sense? I feel like I kind of rambled it, but No, yeah, it it does make sense and I I think there's something to that. I also think that often you don't see certain things that go on in a relationship until after the relationship has been ended. Mm. And I think that could have also happened for him that yeah. thinking back, you know, he w- was obviously blindsided by Elul leaving him. But maybe as time went on and he really started thinking about their relationship, Elul is the one that we hear from 
about any issues that were in the relationship in the first place when Mm -hmm. she shows back up and she talks about how he was kind of possessive and she felt smothered all the time and the whole heart and the mind not singing the same song Mm -hmm. situation. So I would venture to believe that Demir wasn't fully blind to those things once their relationship was actually over. Mm -hmm. Maybe he kind of pushed them out while they were still dating Mm -hmm. and while they were engaged and he let the the blinders of love kind of keep keep everything looking pretty and rosy for a while. But then once she had actually left, I'm sure he was able to also kind of pinpoint those certain things of Maybe this wasn't totally right in our relationship. Maybe we weren't as meant to be as I thought we originally were. Mm-hmm. And then that compounded with him then meeting Celine. And he's like, wow, look at mm-hmm. this woman. And we, you know, we do so well together. And I love her so much. And they just, they they work. They mm-hmm. really dig into that kind of opposites attract with the two of them and it really really works for them yeah so i think yeah maybe that kind of compounded with like you said he he said he's never loved anybody this way before and how can he really know that until he's experienced it yeah. and then he can compare with yeah what things were like with a yeah well and you know i i think too because i think he even said it at one point is by the time he even got to the point where he could buy those shares and was like, oh, this will smoke her out, like, because mm-hmm. her dad, you know, is on the board. It wasn't even in any kind of a romantic way at that point. He just right. was like, I want closure because I want to mm-hmm. be able to face her and, like, end this once and for all. So it mm-hmm. wasn't even about getting her back, winning her back, anything like that at that right. point. So, um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. No, good. Good discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so um i just yeah i just like seeing when you see those contrasts of things you know yeah like, it just it yeah. speaks to the writing it speaks to character growth and all you know all things that we live for <laughs> yeah well and just how how they really are our mm-hmm. mates like you said yeah the, the two of them even though they're going through this situation mm-hmm. and things aren't great at the moment they still really do love each other and they were yeah. thinking of each other yeah even though yep. they were apart um so the next day um you know it's supposed to be business as usual you know so so Celine and the girls head to work and she winds up actually scolding Barack because she again even though she wants them to be normal she's even acting kind of weird herself and decides to go work up on the terrace right um Barack eventually goes after her and she eventually figures out very quickly that he knew the whole time who Elul was. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, it seems like all kinds of people knew before I did. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, you didn't even tell me. And to his credit, he's like, did you really want to hear it from me? Right. Um, and she's like, I don't know, but I guess I would have preferred that you didn't stay entirely silent. You could have, you know, dropped hints, this and that. And he's like, well, if you think about it, looking back, I did. And again, he is right. He did do those things. Right. Um. You know, and that's when she's kind of like, well, the whole situation is just confusing because, right. you know, realistically, like, is Barack who you'd want to hear it from? No. But also knowing that all these people around you were aware of it before you, exactly. you can't help but be like, and not one of you thought to say anything to me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no one bothered to mention this. <laughs> yeah. So work is kind of weird as much as she's wanting it to be normal. Meanwhile, 
the guys do the Belair. I love when he says that. Yeah. Um, they they show up and um, sorry, right, Zuzu agrees. So they show up the next morning to check on Demir since they didn't actually get to see him the night before. And because Demir's about to feed Sakuz and he's like, wait a minute, you already have food. Who the heck gave you this? And Ebo's like, oh, I did. And he's like, oh, Baylor, how are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they wind up having breakfast together and they kind of get to just, you know, talk and kind of break it down. Demir can vent a little bit. You know, he's like, yeah, this is a this is a hard situation. It's frustrating. But like also like. You know, I, I don't want to continue to offend her and I don't really know what the right thing is to do. But like, I also know that she'll be back. And right. I think even Vidat at one point is like, what does he say? Just kind of like, like, let her work this out kind of a thing. Like, yeah, basically give her the space that you're giving her or that yeah. she's asking for. Yeah. And then Ebo kind of confirms, yeah, she would never be able to leave her children. <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, but I mean, also you. She could never, <laughs> she could never leave you either. <laughs> I love that whole running joke that like the, the animals are, <laughs> yeah, are slightly above Demir on the, on the pyramid. Um, yeah. So I just like that, you know, he at least got to vocalize some of his stuff to the guys, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so they head to work. This is when that kind of meeting thing comes up. And Elul right. realizes it's supposed to be her and Demir because she's supposed to talk budget. They're supposed to obviously talk, um, you know, logistics with Demir. Right. And she very quickly is like, oh, yeah, it's you and the ma- the project manager, meaning <laughs> Ida. Yeah. And so Celine's spidey senses immediately tingle like, she doesn't buy it um yeah and then you know elul does run into her office calls that client and is like okay it's gonna actually be you know the architect and the project manager Mm -hmm. you you know it'd be better if you and i just have a whole separate budget meeting so that we can really focus on that she kind of you know makes up a good a quote good reason on why finances need to be discussed separately um you know and so um you know, we kind of – I think we kind of covered a lot of this stuff that happens next. Yeah, because it's basically the the meeting, um, Ida and Demir dancing around each other. Yeah. He doesn't the... want to ask about Celine. Um, I get... love that she invited – she kept trying to convince him to come to lunch at Happy Pie with them, though. I know. I, I know. Thought, She's I just, so sweet. She – like, oh, I just love that. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody meets everybody except for Demir, Brock, and mm-hmm. Elul. They all go to Happy Pie for lunch. <laughs> and this is when Fyodorize sends Layla to go get proposed to. Um, we get the blackmail photos during this time. Uh, yada, yada. Um, after that, we really just get the whole plan, right? Yeah. Um, so, um after- I mean, Celine and Elul have their talk. Did we talk about that? No, that's a good one because she does. Yeah, when Celine walks into her office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, after the whole door situation, mm-hmm. um, does Celine go to Celine goes to Elul, right? Yeah, she seeks her out. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, because she essentially calls her out for the whole yeah. meeting switch, and. She's like, yeah, that wasn't supposed to be Ida who went to that meeting, was it? You can tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And Elul is kind of like, listen, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't yeah. want to make anybody uncomfortable. I'm trying to just take care of all this and and leave as soon as I possibly can. And Celine's like, 
look, if you don't know how to act, then just act normally. Mm-hmm. Act like you normally would because when I see you trying to change things, it makes me feel like you guys are playing around in front of me or like acting right. um, and pretending something that isn't real. So what does she say? Like like if you strain, it makes me strain, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so she essentially asks her like, look, I know – that there's nothing between between you two, but I need you just to be as normal as possible. Well, I think what she actually says is like yeah, when she talks about the whole like it makes it look like you guys are playing a game in front of me kind of a thing. Like mm-hmm. Alul kind of freaks out and is like, please, you have to know there's in either of our heads, there's nothing like that. Like, mm-hmm. please understand, you know, and um, like neither of us are thinking that way. Like, Elul kind of gets frantic and, like, wanting to convince her, like, no, nothing like that is happening. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to pursue a relationship with him. I'm not trying to win him back. He's definitely not thinking that way about me. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened – she says something after that, like – she said – I don't remember what she says to Celine, but it causes Celine to go, like, well, I'm doing the best I can. Like, and then she just kind of walks out. So I can't remember what specifically it is that Elul says – I don't remember either. I don't know if it's just, you know, like, Demir loves you or some, I don't know, something like, mm-hmm. I just want this to be better for you guys, something like that. And Yeah, yeah, you know, I think you're right. And Celine winds up saying, I'm doing the best I can and mm-hmm. walks out. And then Elul's even, like, to herself says, I know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's really all the interaction they really have this episode between the two of them. Yeah, and I think even – and she even says to – Celine even says to Barack during their conversation because he, mm. he's feeling protective of Elul and he's like, just know none of this is her fault. And she's like, I know that. Like, I know mm-hmm. that she's not a bad person and yeah. none of this, none of this yeah. was up to her <laughs> right? for exactly. me not to find out. Uh, although if she had her way, she wouldn't have found out at all. Well, yeah, what she ends up saying to Demir, like, this is why I didn't want you to tell Celine. Yeah. Because, you know. Um, so the only other stuff is um, I, I do like how – because, you know, the whole Kizisteme, like, they're making it official. They want to do it the traditional way, even though mm-hmm. they're fully grown adults. And so – but, of course, they don't really have any family left. So Muharram is, like, he needs the Kizlar to be on his side. and So cute. Um, and Firuze calls Demir, who, when he gets off the phone, I love that he's like, this is my own fault. Why did I even answer? Because, you know, he gets roped into the whole, he's got to be the one that gives Layla away. I really um, love that the whole nephew thing has yeah. just stuck. Yeah. That they've just decided that Demir is their nephew now and that he's part yeah. of the family. Even though there's no reason for that anymore. They're not having to pretend anything for Celine's family. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, so because at that at that whole dinner night, it's cute. It's chaos. You know, they do all the traditional stuff, even though it's absurd because they're, like, retired adults who don't really mm-hmm. need to answer these questions. But when Firuze is like, and what kind of car do you drive and where will my sister be living? And he's like, well, it's an ordinary car. But as far as where she'll be living, she'll live in a in a palace within my heart. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> <laughs> and even the girls all kind of melt and <laughs> – uh, they do the whole coffee thing, and Demir scolds them like, "Do you have no shame? You've had a you know a fully grown man, <laughs> a fully salty, grown man. <laughs> salty coffee." I love that tradition though, where it's like, "Yes, but if I they know. can," I think it's so cute where it's like, "Yes, but if they can handle drinking that with with dignity and without 
you know, spitting it out and all this, it's indicative of they'll be able, he'll be able to handle anything that's uh-huh. thrown their way in marriage. Um, and, and I liked how Furuse was like, oh, you see how he, see how he handled it? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I actually really think that's a super cute tradition. Um, yeah. But of the course, whole, Demir's just like, you guys have no shame. Really cute. It was adorable. And, and Demir being really uncomfortable <laughs> and then talking about how they need to work certain things out before they get yeah, married. Like, who's going to take the trap? <laughs> I mean, listen, he has a good point. He does have a good point about certain things. Because you do – you can wind up having these little petty arguments that you're just like, well, I assumed this and I assumed that. Sure. But it's so funny that he's trying to, like, discuss that. Like, who's going to take out the trash? Who's going to do this? Who's gonna? And they're like, can you just give – can you just give permission? <laughs> And, you know, of course, he does give the permission. And then he's super uncomfortable having to do the ribbon cutting um, mm-hmm. and all yeah, that. He's trying and- to sneak out of everything. Although, earlier, when they were at the house getting ready, uh-huh. and Celine comes down the stairs and he can't see her yet, he's practicing what he's going to say. He's, like, rehearse- trying to rehearse his speech and figure out what to say. So Because they're not super young, but but – uh, you know they're they're fully grown people. So what do you say? It's not like they're they're not children. And then yeah, you like, can't call them. Oh, but but Muhammad Bay is still young. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, he's like clearly he's taking it very seriously because mm-hmm. yeah, he's practicing. And Celine, of course, is like hiding on the stairs, listening to him. And yeah. that man looks good in a suit. Oh my gosh, he looked really good in that mm-hmm. suit. And, and I love that he's wearing Celine. tennis shoes with it, though. Like, it's so demure. It's so demure. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then Celine walks down the stairs mm-hmm. and he's struck by her beauty and tells <gasps> her how gorgeous she is. I couldn't help laughing, though. There was something about that dress. She looks beautiful. Of course okay? she does. She looks amazing. But there was something about that dress that just screamed court jester to me. <laughs> or like, or you know like what? It's the fact Esmeralda that they had her. They had her in ankle boots. Yes, it's the ankle boots. They should have had her in different shoes. Like, you know what? I think you're right. I think different shoes would have given an entirely different vibe. Yes. Because the the colorful panels yep. with those boots, yep. I was like, what era are yeah. we in here? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. You're, yeah. But she still looked beautiful of course she does so anyway of course she does yeah of course demir couldn't mm -hmm. handle how gorgeous she is and man i was like eat her face off but then she's like okay if you're done staring let's go um (laughs) i'm like the resolve on this woman so after dinner or they're actually out on the patio like enjoying dinner now after this and they're all just telling like fun stories from like you know uh-huh. Demir shares a story from like when Vidot you know went to ask for his ex-wife and Azmi's they're all just sharing different stories about things that have yes. happened when they've gone to these ceremonies for friends and stuff but Celine pipes in and is like well when they came to ask for me I da 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 and she tells this whole story and everyone stops but Demir especially <laughs> he's like I thought stirring his tea so aggressively. I'm like that poor glass. He's gonna hit it in just the right spot, and it's gonna shatter straight. Practically, it's like a whirlpool (laughs) at that point. And she kind of realizes a little too late, like, oh, whoops. And she's like, well, see you guys all later. Uh, And she tries to sneak out and get a taxi, but he is right on her heels. And he's like, we're driving the same car. We're headed towards the same direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like. So of course he's kind of he's um he's fixated. He's fixated. Yeah, he's like asking her all these questions in the car about it and all this yeah. stuff. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, Demir!" Like, 
And they get out. He's walking her to the gate before she's going to leave. And he's like, well, of you know, like, you're going to have to explain this to me. This is not over. Like, yeah, you can't she just tells him like, oh, he was just a friend from the Lyceum. <laughs> right. It wasn't a big deal. I don't know why he would. We went to a couple of movies and we held hands. Nothing ever happened between us. We weren't even really dating. And he's like, well, what would he what would happen that would make him want to propose? I don't propose to a girl after just going to the movies with her a couple of times. And, she's, and she's, like, she's like, he's like, what did you do with with him? And she's like, nothing. I did nothing to make him want to propose. And he's like, well, what other things did you not do that would make him want to propose to you? And she goes, this. And she kisses it. <laughs> oh, and the girls are watching. And, of course, Ida's totally grossed out because that's her boss. So she, like, tries to get Mary away from the window. But they're also, like, cheering because look at, you know, like, they're they're on good yeah. terms. And she pulls away. And when she's like, sorry, I just got overwhelmed. That was what does she call it? Like adrenaline nerves or something or, or something. nerves? Yeah. Yeah. And he grabs her and kisses Ooh. her even more than she kissed him. <laughs> and he's like, that was from love. And he's like, you can say whatever you want caused it. Mm-hmm. But I know like that was out of love. And she's like, Demir, stop like scrambling my head. And she kind of runs off. And he's like, I'm the one scrambling her head. She's sitting here telling me about these suitors she had. And now she just runs off. So it's ended. The nights ended on a lighthearted note. Um, uh-huh. Even though they go home to separate places. Like it's not. Right. It's not as dire as it was the, the night before when he dropped right. her off. Um. Oh, and there's a bo- that's when the bonus scene is, right? When he drops her off the first time? The first time, yeah. And they're yeah. driving. Yeah. Um, but so, all he does is ask her where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then yeah. she tells her – she tells him to Ida's. We're going to Ida's. With, yeah. With the girls. Yeah. And that's it's it. Just, <laughs> it's just sad. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, um, yeah. So he leaves and he <laughs> – doesn't he like text her and like – well, who, what was this guy's name? <laughs> and she's like, Demir, go to sleep. And he's like, she's like, what are you going to do anyways? Go to um, Sinop and hunt him down. He's like, oh, so he's from Sinop, huh? <laughs> and she's like, Demir. And he's like, fine, I'll just ask your dad what his name was. And she's like, how are you going to ask my dad? And then he sends her her dad's contact info. <laughs> and she's like, what the heck, dad? Why did you get and she's like he's not gonna remember which one it was and he's like what do you mean which one there was more so now it's like there's more than one guy has come to like ask for her hand and oh my gosh it it was a really cute exchange um yeah yeah so the next day um well do you have any were you gonna add more about that night Mm -mm, i don't think so because the other stuff was just Elul being all weepy and Barack showing up and but we talked about that Mm -hmm. well and and Celine kind of just looking back at the picture and being like oh I don't know what's wrong with me it was just nerves Uh uh-huh sure trying to convince herself yeah keep lying to yourself sweetie (laughs) yeah so the next morning is when Celine wakes up (laughs) sick the Mm -hmm. funny thing is she did sound like she was actually sick this episode (laughs) yeah well I even noticed it at the yes because at the end of 19 19. She mm-hmm. sounds like she's got a cold when she's telling the girls, like, about everything that happened and, like, I'm just going to go home and get pajamas. She actually did sound like she had a cold, so you're yeah. right. That is funny. Well, and then when Demir shows up because she doesn't go to work, the mm-hmm. girls are kind of giving her a hard time and Mary's like, oh, yeah, sure, you're sick. I know that that happens sometimes after, <laughs> after a good kiss. She doesn't say that, but um, – they end up leaving her. She's like, no, no, I'm really sick. I'm just going to stay home. Well, they get to work and Demir's like, where's Celine? So they mention that she's sick. Of course, he shows up to 
another different apartment. Oh. <laughs> now that now that Christian mentioned that, now I'm <laughs> noticing it. I'm like, look at this kitchen. We've oh. never seen this kitchen before. And again, the front door was right by the kitchen. Like, yes. <laughs> anyway, so he shows up, uh, and and when she's like. Oh, my voice is totally gone. And she coughs. I'm like, that's a legit sick cough right there. It really did. Yeah, I know. Poor thing. She probably was sick. Anyway, he kidnaps her, essentially. He tricks her and grabs her. I loved it because he's like, well, we need to go to the doctor. And she's like, no, it's just fine. I just need to rest. I need to do this. I love when he's like, so this is Ida's apartment, huh? Looks nice. And then she's like, yeah. And then he just like swoops her up. (laughs) So easily. Like... There is yeah. like she no really no straight, put up a fight. No, she does not. But like just the fact that he picks her up like she's just like an empty cardboard box. Like it Oh, I know. No I know. strain, no even like muscle strain. It's, he just It's because picks he's her been up. building up those Sifondich veins. <laughs> <laughs> he really has. <laughs> oh man, that man is dangerously good looking. He um, is. He is. So they have a whole hospital scene where, of course, she's freaked out because we we all know she hates the hospital. They're trying to take blood from her and she's panicking. The poor nurse is like, I'm not going to be able to poke you and get any of this blood if I can't find your vein. You need to stay still. And he, Mm. beautiful, wonderful man that he is, Mm -hmm. distracts her. And he's like, Celine, I need to tell you something really important. Okay, just look at me. Focus on me. And she's like, okay, what? What is it? What is it? And she's so panicked. He's like, if you calm down for a second, I'll tell you. Okay, remember, I learned something about you last night. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah. He's like, I don't care. I don't care about that at all. She's she's like, really? He's like, do you know why? She says no. And he leans in so the nurse can't hear. And he's like, because you're mine. And I know that. (sighs) Oh, and so she didn't even feel that no. they took the four little vials of blood no. from her. She melts and then doesn't even realize it's done mm-hmm. until she sees the vials of blood and then is like, you drained my entire body of blood. Like, which <laughs> How do ma- you know I didn't need that blood? <laughs> it makes me laugh because um, I think most of you know I used to be a phlebotomist. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly can't – like the tubes of blood, you guys, they look like they hold so much more than they do. Like – like even the giant tubes it's like Mm -hmm. it's like the it's barely a few tablespoons when you have to take like several tubes much Mm -hmm. less like just a few tubes and but all the time people would be like are you sure i'm not gonna pass that like they would just think like i took so much blood out of them and i'm like i promise you it looks way worse than it is like it there's barely a couple tablespoons in all of these vials altogether. It's literally nothing. Uh, and people but, can give – don't you give a pint of blood when you, yes. when you donate blood? You they can sure give a do. pint and they're fine. So yep. yep. So okay. it's to- – yeah, promise. It's totally fine. You're you're taking like maybe an eighth of that for a yeah. whole for a whole array of tests. Like one mm-hmm. tube is nothing. Um, so, yeah, it just – it did make me laugh because I'm like, yeah, there are people who literally freak out like that when <laughs> they like see it. So um, – Anyways, but yeah, then the whole low iron thing comes up and he tries mm-hmm. to use that to his advantage. Like, see, you can't even be away from me for two days without your iron being low. Um, and it is cute him trying to, you know, be all adorable with that. It is. So, um, but this is when everything starts to kind of hit the fan because at this point, Turkan mm-hmm. Hanum has already, like, 
86 to them. Um, and they basically found out that it's going to be, if it's not being released to the media already, like it's already making, it's going to, but it's already made its way through all the companies right. that Demir has sexually harassed the daughter yeah. of a client mm-hmm. um, and favored her. Basically, it doesn't look good that then he was like, oh, let's do her project before her dad's, even though we had a contract with her dad. Like, right. So, you know, he's he's going to have this terrible reputation as someone who, you know, sexually yeah. harasses women, like, um, and uses his position of power to do so because he's, like, head of the company. Well, and, and so- he gets this news, right, as he and Celine come back home. Mm-hmm. That's when Elul calls him. Well, and it's, like, right in the middle of their conversation, too, when Celine's, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, no, Demir, because, you know, she's, like, no, you know, this is after him saying, like, basically, come home. See, you you can't even keep your iron levels yeah. up. And she's, like, no, you know why I need to be away. Like, I know it's hard. So it's already kind of a strained conversation. And then mm-hmm. Elul calls. He steps outside to take that call. So Celine does not hear anything yeah um of that phone call right she just hears him say like oh when did that happen right and so he is on edge he is very upset rightfully so like this is a huge accusation to be leveled against you Mm -hmm. and when it's false a little hard to disprove because yeah this this happens on the regular any woman will tell you this kind of stuff happens on the regular we probably all have a story like Mm -hmm. so you know, it's not that easy to just be like, well, that's not true. Um, and so, yeah, he's stressed. And so his patience has worn a little more thinly when Celine yes. comes back down. And he basically is like, okay, how much longer is this going to go on? How much longer are you going to be pushing me away, needing this distance to figure this out? Like, how are, you know, he, I don't know if you have screen grabs of anything that he says. but Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he just kind of he just kind of blows up and well because she comes back down after he gets off the phone and she's dressed like she's gonna go to work mm, and that's so right. he's like um i thought you weren't gonna go to the office today why didn't you stay home and rest like you said you would and she's like you know that i won't end up staying here if i do that mm-hmm. you know that i'm not really sick so i'm just gonna go to work and then i'll go back home with ida and that's when he's kind of like Celine. How long are you going to continue this? And she's like, I don't know. I feel bad. And he's like, oh, well, did you feel bad last night? Basically, Mm. like, did you feel bad last night when you kissed me? Yeah. And she's like, look, there's no need to do this. Anytime I'm around you, I lose control of myself. And it was just – it was a mistake. Mm. And he's like, oh, so you're sorry that you kissed me then. And she's like, look, Demir, I have to stay away from you. What do you not understand? And she starts getting upset because he's pushing at her now. Yeah. And I mean, kind of rightfully so. He's like, you're the one who kissed me last night. Yeah. So suddenly you're sorry that you kissed me and now you want space again. And his uh, his emotions are already high because of this whole situation of Wait, what he's just been he's accused not even, of. Yeah, and he doesn't even have her to stand by him. Yeah, she hasn't broken up with him, but, like, she, they're not really on the best terms right now. So it's right. like he can't even lean on her for this. And so that's got to be, you know. Exactly, exactly. So she's getting more upset and he's getting more upset. He's like, Celine, what do you want from me? Mm. I apologized. Okay, 
Great. If it were in my power to turn back time and undo everything, that's exactly what I would do. But I can't do that because it was and has passed and I can't change anything. What do you want from me? What do you want me to do? And her reply is exactly what puts him over the edge because Mm -hmm. she says, I want you to stay away from me for a while. What don't you understand? Mm. You're a bad influence on me, Demir. And he turns around. He's like got his hands on his face. He's like, okay, great. I'm a bad influence on you. And he – that's when he starts throwing stuff. And he's like, I'm a bad influence on everything. I'm a bad influence on everyone. Um, And he, again, kind of grabs her and he's like, what do you want from me? Uh, All of you, the whole world, what do you guys all want? What can I do? Yeah. Just tell me. And she's like, Demir, I want to believe you. I want to trust you. But you – you offended me. Yeah. And that's when she turns around. Oh, she says, I just can't come to my senses when I'm around you. Yeah. And she takes off. And she walks out. Yeah. So um, this is this cra- this part. I know this is very intense, but it made me laugh because I'm like, oh, we have some six minute dryer logic happening here because girlfriend can't be lo- gone for that long. She 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 walks oh, her yeah. way. She walks her way down <laughs> to the coast. She's very upset. Uh-huh. You know, because obviously when the especially the last part of him like yelling and being like, What do you want from me with it? He's not yelling it at her. He's yelling it at the whole situation, but yes. she's the one that's right there. And so right. she's taking the brunt of it. Elul, because she does know Demir, because mm-hmm. you know, she sends him that text and she's like, Listen, I know you're probably I know I'm the last person you want to hear from, but just know I am here. Like, because right. uh, this is a big deal. Um yeah. and so she calls Celine and she's like, look, Celine. obviously it's a little bit too late because she's like, look, Celine, please, Demir, we just had to give Demir really bad news. We can't get a hold of him. Is he with you? No, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, listen, if he just kind of is, if he blows up or if he's, you know, testy, short, whatever, mm-hmm. like it's not personal. We just had to give him really awful news. Elul lays everything out for her of yeah. what's happening, the accusations, all this stuff. So now Celine understands a little better, like, oh, crap. Like, and it was right in the middle of us having this really tense conversation. No wonder it took such a sharp turn. Yeah. So she is like, okay, I'll find him. So she runs back home. Okay. Maybe an hour or two has passed, okay? Because it's still broad daylight, by the way. So we're talking an hour or two. But somehow this man has managed to call movers Get all of his stuff packed in a moving truck. Completely, like, take everything out of his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. That bedroom is empty by the time she gets back. And write uh-huh. this very sad, heartfelt letter that I do have the screenshots of. Okay. Um, so Celine gets home, sees this, like, mm-hmm. stuff is missing, sees that there's a letter sitting on his door, grabs the envelope, walks in. It's a totally empty room. Mm-hmm. And she opens the letter and he says, oh, he's like, darling, you were right. I'm not doing you any good. This house is yours. I just caught the chance to be a guest in your life for a little while. How that, a tragic line is that? That broke me. And I'm sitting here like, honestly, this letter was more angsty to me than like anything that happened in 19. Like, truly. He, it Oh, and this ending is way more because I'm like, he actually is leaving. Like, 
We knew she was only leaving for Ida's for a few days. Like, he is gone. Like, his stuff is gone. And so he's, I just caught the chance to be a guest in your life for a while. And everything was beautiful. As if it only happens, as it only happens in dreams. Please don't dare to be upset. This is not my first departure from this house. And I'm like, oh my gosh. In the house from which I left as a child and returned after so many years, I met a species of bird that I had never seen anywhere else in my life. So free, so beautiful, so magical. If I stay, I won't let that beautiful bird fly, even though it has wings. Always fly, Celine. Always fly freely with your children, with your flowers. Treat yourself with all your vivid colors. I cannot, I cannot heal your wounds. With every hug, I open new ones in you. Let's live apart from each other a little bit and we'll try it like that. Just know that I'm going against myself leaving. Don't cry anymore, please. I love you so much. And and all this is happening while we like get the slow-mo backtrack of like everything he did, you know, packing his bags, all this stuff. Okay, now listen. I will live stream myself sawing off my left arm if he actually is knocking on Elul's door next week because there's just no way. He's going to Vidot's, right? He's going to Vidot's house. Like, you know, I w- up until the second that door was opened, I was like, he's not going to Elul's. They're trying to trick us. Of course they but are. is it just me or did they show uh, – that's what I was trying to figure out. I was okay. like, okay, I was like, do we get it? And and maybe I need to just rewatch it again. I'm like, yeah. do we get an actual shot of, of the door? The back of Elul mm-hmm. facing facing Demir. And I don't know that we do. No, I think we because- just see her face and she's smiling. And I'm like, okay, you would not be even if like you would not be smiling if Demir showed up because this is a very exactly. bad situation. Exactly. Or or if he did show up at her house, I'm like, the only reason that he is there is to figure out a plan. Because they haven't spoken mm-hmm. since she called him and was like, oh, right, hey, right. we need – this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. This is how this has all blown up. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it is possible for him to just be – for those to be his intentions. Not like, oh, I'm going to take comfort from Elul um, because of – the whole situation with her and Celine and, mm-hmm. her, and her confirming, like, there's nothing in either of our minds. Please don't even think – don't right. even get it in your mind to think that mm-hmm. that either of us has this in our brains. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, either he's at her house and he's like, okay, we need to deal with this and mm-hmm. we're going to deal with it right now because the company is in dire straits. Mm-hmm. I can't just let it go. Right. And it's something for him to do. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Busy um, work. Uh, exactly. I will say, granted, yes, he's emotional and just wanting to take care of this. And you're obviously not going to necessarily be thinking the most clearly. Um, but I'm sitting here like, even that, I feel like he'd be like, meet me at the office. We have work to do. I know. Like, I just I don't see him going to her house just to feed into any tiny doubts that Celine might have or insecurities. And I don't. And I don't think he would even want to go to her house. No. He like, didn't. I mean, he the only reason he went last time was because Celine was like, please drive her home. And like, right. even when she was, and even when Elul was like, please come in so we can talk, he like went immediately to the back patio and was like, you have right. two minutes. Like, yes. um, yeah. So I. And not that he's as, um, 
um, hostile Ain't. towards her right. anymore. Right. Because he's definitely not. No. But he's also not going to be like, hey, Lul, I'm coming on over. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah, he, te- he, text, he texts someone and says, I'm on I'm my way. I'm coming to you. Uh-huh. So I could see – the only way I could see him showing up at a Lul's door is if he were to knock on the door and be like, we have work to do. Get ready. Meet me at the office in half an hour. And then just walks right. off. But right. not texting her ahead of time. I'm like, no, he's going – he's staying with Vidot. Come on. Like, he's probably yeah. texting Vidot, letting him know he's on his way. We purposely don't see the the door he knocks on because it's probably a different right. color than the door right. that is opened. Um, and I think that when she opens the door, I think it's her dad. I was going to say, it's either her dad and she's, like, very pleasantly surprised and mm-hmm. smiling, which is why she's kind of – she'd be like, Baba, you're here. Yes. Um, or it's just Barack because they got – very flirty i mean she did say like we're in the office but like one of their last moments was very flirty because he's like oh you woke up with hope i wonder where you got that from because you were so hopeless the night before Mm -hmm. and basically trying to imply like maybe he helped encourage her or like light a fire under her and all this stuff so it it's barack or her dad um But yeah, so I was like, I don't even – I what did I write down? I was like, I don't even buy for a minute what they're trying to sell us with this I ending. Know. Well, and they <laughs> – boy, they drug it out. I was okay. like, okay. Even in du- – okay, I actually – I know. In it's double like time. seven, it, eight minutes, something like yes. that, grand total. Yep, and even in double time, it doesn't even feel like it's on fast forward. Like, it's such a long, drawn out <laughs> thing. It does not even feel like fast forwarding. I was like – Oh my gosh. When I watched when I watched this the first time, it must have lasted like 20 minutes because it's a good forever, even on double speed. It is I know. ridiculous how long that whole thing goes on. Um, I think it's a legit seven to eight minute run time from the time she yes. opens the letter to the whole <laughs> procession of the doors and the moving and the phone and the it's like oh okay. my gosh. They yeah. DZ Classic 101. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So he – yeah. He's just going to be staying with the dot for a while. But like it's uh, – I I don't know. I don't – I honestly don't know that I have really many theories for 21 other than oh, it's either. not him at, you know, Avil's door. Because this seems like it really broke Celine. Like mm-hmm. – but part of me too is like, okay, well – you, you, you kind of asked, you asked yeah, for you did ask for this yeah um you know and because you didn't really give him a timeline which i understand you don't really know a timeline but like hey let's see how i'm doing in a week let's let's right. see where we're like give me give me three days uh right here. before before we revisit this and we'll see how i'm feeling right. and if i'm ready to try to like tackle this move forward or whatever right. um so, you know, he's got no timeline. He now has this horrific thing he has to deal with professionally that's going to affect every other aspect of his life, not just mm-hmm. his professional one. The woman he loves is literally keeping him at arm's length. Yeah. Um, With no end in sight for it. And, yeah, so, like, what's he thinking to do? Like, well, let me give her back everything that is hers to begin with and let me remove right. myself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah, but uh, – so I'm – kind of hoping what i'm hoping i guess is that it sends her into a okay this is not what i want so right. we do need to like deal with this um but well, I and s- now she knows what he's dealing with professionally as well right so it was a double whammy for her too yeah in many sense in many ways yeah so i mean she's probably gonna be mad at him and be like 
uh, yeah, you took this to the exponential level of what I asked. Like, I never asked you to leave. I never asked you to, like, leave mm-hmm. my life forever, you know. Um, but, yeah, I honestly I, su- I, I – I'm on both their sides, but I support Demir mm-hmm. and what he did. Like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, at that point, right. what else was he going to do? He literally was like, what do you want from me? And she's like, I want you to leave me alone. So he's like, okay, right. like, that's what yeah. I need to do. And clearly we know it's his love for her that's he wasn't even like, fine, you want me to leave you alone? Consider me gone. It wasn't like this vindictive thing. Like, that right. letter shows, like, he really didn't know what else to do. And so he's like – Listen, like this was your house to begin with before I got here. Let me give it mm-hmm. back to you. I don't, don't want to hurt the, you anymore. No, I don't want to be the thing that's clipping your wings. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the thing that, you know, takes the color out of your life. Sorry, someone mm-hmm. felt the need to speed race down my street. <sighs> um so yeah, like I I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him for doing that. Um yeah. because I get that letter to me, I I totally I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So yes. I mean we only have three more episodes. Left. I know. It's crazy. I know. Like, I was scrolling gonna... to to get to the episode and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, that's uh-huh. all. <laughs> that's it. We have like maybe four hours of them left, you know, or no, not four. We have five, six. maybe about six or seven hours left with mm-hmm. them. Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm very, I know. We're going to, in, Three weeks from now, we're going to be, mm-hmm. like, finishing the last episode for this series. Uh, right, just in time for Summer Deezies. <laughs> Perfect but, timing. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah. Another good episode, other than, like, yes, there was a little bit of confusing whiplash where you're like, well, no wonder this poor man doesn't know what the heck she mm-hmm. wants. Um, but you also, again, understood her struggle and why there was that whiplash. So, uh, again, well done. Um, relatable. In all of its frustrating glory. So, yep. yeah. Other than that, like you said, you don't have you don't have any other theories or things of what's coming. No, it was really just the the ending scene mm-hmm. is on the only thing that really sparked some yeah. theories for me. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for sticking around for another week. Um, I think I might try to drop this tonight. Uh, we did a little better numbers wise dropping on a Friday night than we did. <laughs> <That's> fine. <laughs> Then we did. (laughs) Then we did dropping on uh, Sunday. So I was like, maybe, maybe I'll just start dropping it Friday night when when I finish recording it uh, or when I finish editing. So sounds uh, good. Yeah. So you guys might have another Friday night episode. You might be listening to this, and it's like barely the end of your Friday. So (laughs) uh, thank you for sticking with us. Um, Thank you for rating us, reviewing us. I think on if you do listen on Amazon Music, I believe you can leave actual reviews, not just ratings like on Spotify. So if that's oh. where you listen and you want to leave us a written review, we would very much appreciate it. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for all the support. Thank you for um, everyone belatedly bestowing um, <laughs> all of that bicep vein glory upon me <laughs> last night that i was able sure to, then... to send everything else that you've yes. been holding back if there's anything else you're holding back <laughs> speak now do not forever hold your peace we only have three more weeks yeah <laughs> <laughs> three more weeks of this y'all so and then we you need... can never talk to us about her yard again <laughs> That's a lie, but for for drama, for the sake of drama and the um, urgency, we want any I other hope content. I knew that was 
that I was being facetious there. I, I bet agree. they do. They should know us by now. Even if you've only found us because of Harry Artisan, I feel like you should know us well enough by now to know I that. I hope so. Um, we never say anything with any kind of vicious intent. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's to a bad character. Unless it's to a bad character, but not to our listeners. We love no. you. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. So, thank you. Um, episode notes, I will hopefully remember to link that TikTok video, Ashley mentioned about i'll text it to you okay about throne of glass if you want to look at that um also i will try to put in the episode notes well if you're hearing this i already did it so never mind um yeah just thank you guys everything you need there will be links and info all in the episode notes just like every week so uh until next time Pretty shadows. post to call.